Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Alsi is the incredible story of Alsi Perry, an African-American basketball player who hailed from the streets of 1960s Newark, New Jersey, who found his glory in leading Israel's Maccabi basketball team to the 1977 European Championship. He became an overnight sensation in Israel, beloved by the fans and by his adopted country. And I'm going to leave it there because there's an awful lot to talk about the life of Alsi Perry and and I want to get started with our director and producer and I believe writer of this wonderful documentary film, Alsi, and that would be Donnie Minkin. Donnie, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you, Mike. Pleasure being with you. Yes, thank you so much. I am a big basketball fan, and I have some vague recollection of there was a time in European and international basketball when Israel was a team in the in ascendancy. It seemed like there was this moment. I can't tell you much more than that about what my memory is, and I believe it was about right around this time. So I may have known of Maccabi, but not of Alsi Perry. Tell me how you got down into doing a documentary film about him and his life and this incredible story. For me and for my generation, Olsi Perry was our childhood hero. And the entire team of Maccabi Tel Aviv at that time, they made history by beating the Russians during the Cold War and then winning the first European championship. When you knew about a lot about what's going on in Israel, but you didn't know that there is basketball there, you didn't know because there wasn't. And then Olsi came. And when he came, the team has changed. What happened with him that he, after you know being not elected to play in the New York Knicks, which was his dream, find a new home in a new country, and he becomes a national hero. And he's dating one of the top model Israel, and they become the power couple. So uh, that becomes a hell of a story, not knowing that there will be so much to this roller coaster. Do you remember this period of time? You don't look like you're old enough to remember actually happening. How did you kind of, how did you come to it in terms of just what moment did you say, I've got to do a documentary about this? Olsi was very dominant for about 10 years in Israel, and that's what I remember as a child. Okay. Okay. You know, so for me, I mean, he and the team were my childhood heroes. Yes. So that's why I wanted to follow up and see what happened to Olsi after he disappeared yeah. because of the unfortunate incident he had. And I was very happy to bring the story because it also had a lot of wonderful messages and happy ending. There's a lot of heart in this film. It's very emotional in terms of uh, his the arc to his story, to his life, and to the people around him. There's a, an awful lot of threads in in his life that you pull through the story of, of him and, and those people. Uh, was he open to this? Was he reticent? What was his reaction when you approached him about doing this? I mean, first he was hesitant because he knew that everything will be on the table, including his addiction to drugs and to uh, painkillers. And that's where, you know, uh, he felt 
embarrassed to talk about it and something that I was very interested in. But it was when he also revealed that he has a daughter that he's one to look for and he did not want her to know about his life story, the good and, and the bad, like he says, uh, from Wikipedia or from the internet. That's where he was more inclined into making this film. Let's describe him in basketball terms in Israel. And I'm going to throw out some names, but and I, there are there's some names thrown out in the film. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Dr. J. Michael. Oh, yeah. What was he? What was he? In, sort of in, in the pantheon in, of people in Israel. He was like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Michael Jordan rolling into one. Yeah. I mean, he was a legend, and I will say that it translated above the uh, the basketball headlines because of his relationship with Tommy. So he became a national hero, and then he's converting. He's becoming. Jewish is becoming Israeli. Uh, so uh, you can imagine how come this basketball event transformed his life, but it also transformed the country. Okay, well, let's let's go a little bit deeper then in sort of this period of time in Israel. This is 1975, 76. I believe there was a war in 73. Uh, Israel was, it was a precarious point in the history of Israel, was it not in terms of a lot of things were going on during that period of time? And basketball was becoming more and more of an international sport here from, from the United States, it seemed to be spreading out. Europe embraced it. The Israelis embraced it. It was being embraced all over the world. So is it fair to say there was this kind of confluence of things that were happening around that period of time in Israel, 1976, that sort of really accelerated his level of, of fame and popularity with that is that overstating it or oh absolutely israel was a post-traumatic country at that time right. and the team the basketball team was were, were the healing power of the country so that's what they have done also did not know about it but later he found out that when he was born the mother his mother could not make it to the hospital and he had to give birth in a hospital named Beit Israel. And that's where he realized, my God, maybe this was my destiny. Yeah, that's a great part of the story. It illustrates things about American society that aren't so pleasant and that he couldn't get to a hospital that he should, you know, an American hospital, if you will. That's probably not the right way to put it. But there was a racial issues around just what you would describe, right? Was it not the... The, the interesting part about Olsi's story that he faced ra racism as a Black uh, American in his youth, and he's facing some kind of, you know, racism now as a Jew. <laughs> so right? he's in many ways a bridge between Jews and African-American, and they sometimes are facing these hate crimes from the same place. So, yeah, also, also he had to overcome also those things. Uh, but when he became a national hero, one of the beautiful things that he has seen is that people in Israel accepted him, loved him, embraced him. And I found out that, you know, Olsi sees Israel as, as its home, you know, and 
and that's as his home and that's that's what was exciting about it yeah i want to remind our listeners we're speaking with donnie Menken. he is the director producer writer of the film the documentary film alsi the story of alsi perry who also, when, as you said, he converted to Judaism, took on a, a new name. And I want to ask you about that. But I also, before we get to that question and when, uh, the, when he changed his name, what a wonderful personality he is. He is so, he seems, despite all the things he's been through, an exceedingly positive person, honest to a fault, it seems, in, in we, what we see in the film of him. He's just a great subject when I was watching him. It's just a really inviting subject to, to have at the center of your film. He's a wonderful person and one big heart. Yeah. And his heart is what made so much uh, of the difference for the, for the country. Yeah. And what made him so much beloved, so much so that later when he faced those hard times, Nobody in Israel was, you know, mad at him. They just embraced him and asked him to come back and remember that he has a home. So that's another part of the story that he really found a family. And there's a part of the film that's about his life in America, his two children. There's a whole wonderful part of this film, excuse me, which I don't want to give too much away, but... There's just so much about it that of uh, this, the, just this warm personality of his that seemed to really carry him through. I want to let people know that this film, Alsi, and I'll spell it for people because it's A U L C I E. So I want people to be looking for this. It will be available on our website, heyjudeproductions.com. It's like the Beatles song, Hey Jude Productions. Right. Dot com one word and you guys can watch Aussie. You can pre-order Aussie and also all of our films uh, that we have made in the past. So everything will be available over there. Right. Other documentary film you made was Thirty Nine Pounds of Love on the map and others. So people can check out your catalog of films. Yeah. So check it out there at HeyJudeProductions.com. The part about him converting to Judaism and taking a name, Elisha Ben Avraham. Elisha Ben Avraham, yes. Yeah. You know, before uh, Facebook changed their name, also changed his name. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, he was a really good player, enough to really lift this team, Maccabi, to a European championship. And actually, I believe, won back-to-back titles. They won the European championship for the first time in 1977. And then they stopped being the underdog. They won again at 1981. Okay. And they won overall five, six times. Uh, last time was 2014 with Coach Platt that then became the coach of LeBron James in Cleveland. Maccabi Tel Aviv, because of that year and because of Olsi Perry, yeah. became now one of the biggest basketball clubs outside of the NBA. And, and, and Olsi, just to explain, you know, his basketball style was like Kevin Durant. Yes. He was tall, but has a great shot from outside. And uh, because of all those things, he was definitely an NBA level. 
So he was like a catch and uh, <laughs> changed, you know, very much uh, the destiny of basketball in Israel. And it definitely changed, changed his destiny. Right. As, as I said, when we started our interview, I'm a big NBA fan, a big basketball fan. And he, that's a great way to put it. He looks like he's a slightly bigger version of Kevin Durant. He looks the type that lanky long and can shoot from the outside. We see him doing inside outside. To me, he reminds me a little bit of Anthony Davis. If there, if you were going to put those two together, Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant, you would have Alcee Perry, I think would be a good way to, cause he would go inside. He looked like he was pretty, pretty adept around the basket as well. And, but he, but he didn't have LeBron next to him. Well, he so did not have LeBron. <laughs> that's an interesting fact about his coach. I, I that's a, that's a great, um, that's a great little bit of video uh, of uh, trivia about, about that. Um, and again, I'll come back to this. One of the things it's not only is it the basketball, but it's the, the life stuff, the family, uh, his relationship with Tammy who was a supermodel in in Israel at the time, the biggest model, and his attempts to reconnect with his family. And but it's a really a heartwarming film. It really is, truly. What's yeah, been the reaction? What has been the reaction? Elsie's reaction or the people in Israel have is this screened in Israel? I mean, two aspects. Elsie opened up. You know, he realized that things can be on the table. So I yeah. feel like it's it, it's done good for Elsie. The second thing is that you know the reaction for in Israel was was pretty obvious because he's he's a huge legend there. So for us, this was like our our last dance version <laughs> of a basketball player. And and by the way, I want to give credit to uh, John Weinbach, who is one of my executive producers, who is also a producer of The Last Dance. But uh, it was interesting more than that to see the reaction in the world because we just won the 11th uh, award internationally in the film festival, including international film festivals in Brazil, Paris, Mumbai, New Zealand, Cannes, uh, Independent. Uh, so, I mean, uh, and, and last weekend in Syracuse. Uh, so a lot of people appreciate the story. A lot of people love love it not because of basketball. You don't need to be a basketball fan to enjoy this uh, human story. So it's 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 very moving. You know, it was a long long time in making, <laughs> and to see that reaction, that people laughing, they're crying. I just came back from uh, Stanford University. Uh, there was a screening with the United Nations uh, Film Festival, and I see people from all over, sitting, crying, finally sitting in, in, in the movie theater, which is also <laughs> exciting, and, and crying and laughing. So it was incredible. So I, I hope, you know, we, we are able to touch the heart of others. Uh, that's at the end of the day, our biggest reward in making a film like that. You know, there's nothing more engaging, nothing more that'll move you than a true story, story of someone who has been at the highest first the lows and then the highs and then the lows and then the highs i mean his his story has all of those arcs to it in in terms of the life he's lived and god knows if the knicks had taken him and he was a bench player and in three or four years he's out of the league and nobody knows who alcy perry is they cut him and his life changed uh in an incredible way and just does really show as you mentioned fate where he was born Fate will take you in a number of different ways and different places. And this is really, truly that, all of that and more. Well, 
All the best. Congratulations on All C. And uh, I look forward to more. I hope you'll come back and join us again. The film is called All C. We've been talking with the director, writer, producer, the man of many hats, Donnie Menken. Donnie, thank you so very much for spending some time with us here on Film School Radio. Thank you, Mike. It was a pleasure. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 